What's up? Welcome to No Tracers, the show all about urban exploration. If you're into abandoned buildings, if you like to explore abandoned shit, this is a podcast for you. If you are a photographer that is just getting into the hobby or if you're just somebody that's curious about urban exploring and how it works and or maybe you know my guest, the trespasser. This is No Tracers. Welcome to the show. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here, at the beginning. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here... We take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. So now that we've had a little introduction, what's up? My name's Kay. I'm your host on the show, No Tracers. This week, as I said just a second ago, I have the trespasser on the podcast. If you don't know who he is, go check out his Instagram or, you know, you can also watch this on YouTube. I do have a YouTube version with like his photos and the audio underneath. That's No Tracers Urbex on YouTube. Go check it out if you want to see his photos or you can just hit him up on Instagram at the dot and you can listen to this episode while you're possibly exploring an abandoned building or maybe you're on your way to a bando. I, I don't know where you're tuning in from, but thank you for tuning in regardless. If you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button for me. We have new episodes come out every Friday. If you're listening to this episode, it means that I am currently in Europe. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out in June, I'm in Europe with my band Matriarchs. Hopefully I am, you know, in an abandoned castle somewhere or something crazy uh, before I play a show. But yes, I am a metal screamer and singer in the band Matriarchs. I also have another project under my name, Kay Inagonio. Uh, or chasing satellites you can look up either of those and it'll take you to like the same music um thank you guys for tuning into the podcast this week before we get into it a couple things just to let you know a little bit more about the show how you can support the show things like that so i have a couple of books out one is a photography book called no tracers an urban explorer's diary it's a coffee table book like a photography book with my stories and my photos and i just released last month a book that is an urban exploration guidebook. So if you want to see some really cool artwork and photos and some tips and tricks for urban exploring, if you're just getting into the hobby, or if you like to collect photo books, things like that, check out notracers.com shop. Over there, you can also find t-shirts, hats, backpacks, duffel bags. If you bring a bunch of clothes in, if you're a model and you need a bag, no tracers duffel bags are super cool. I actually have one with me on tour. I put my clothes in it. It's great. Love it. So last thing I need to say is that I have a partner on this podcast and that is Liquid Death Mountain Water. If you've never heard of Liquid Death Mountain Water, well, it is an amazing company. Uh, they make water or they distribute water. They don't make water. I mean, you can, can you make water? I don't, I don't fucking know how that works, but <laughs> they distribute water in cans and they donate some of the proceeds of their company to cleaning up the ocean. And I think that is super cool. Um, I am all about, you know, recycling as much as possible if you can. Um, so they distribute canned water. They have uh, still water, sparkling water, and they have three flavors of water. Um, buried Alive, which is a berry flavor water, mango chainsaw, and severed lime. 
instead of severed limb. Get it? Okay. Their whole thing is horror theme. Murder your thirst is their slogan. So if you want 10% off a case or maybe 50 cases, I don't know how much water you drink or want. You could get a whole pallet. If you manage a bar and you want some sparkling flavored water, hit up liquiddeath.com and use code just the letter K for 10% off your order. Supply your bar, man. Supply your bar, your venue, your concert venue. You know, there's so many, so many avenues you could go with this water. So definitely go to liquiddeath.com and use code just the letter K for 10% off. And without further ado, let's get into this episode of No Tracers with The Trespaster. Please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Yeah, so people people uh, refer to me as The Trespaster. Um, and I've been exploring for, oh man, three or four, three or four years, I think. Uh, the name... The trespaster actually came from a student of mine because I was actually a pastor of a church for three years. And wow. uh, one of my, yeah, so uh, one of my students, he came up to me one day and he was like, hey, you're a pastor that trespasses. So does that make you a trespaster? And I was like, <laughs> I'm keeping that. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> um, so I just, uh, I had my my full name out there at one point, but as I started getting into like, a little bit more of like the heavier spots, I guess you could say. I didn't want personal information out there to link back. So just took that and put it up and uh, it took off. And yeah, so I get recognized around that with that name. And it's uh, it's it's pretty fun. I, I like it. So it's a good fit. We love um, a clever name, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Yep. The trespasser. Oh, yeah. it kills me. Yeah, I, I, no, I, believe me. I, I, as soon as he said it, I, I just busted out laughing, and I was like, uh, I just you know, I just couldn't stop laughing. And then it, it, it just fit well because, like, I've always been a big fan of church architecture as well. Um, sure. I do. I have a little side project with a, a couple of friends of mine that I'm trying to turn to something eventually. Not, not really too big just yet, um, but we're going around and we're documenting and photographing um, current active churches and their impact on communities and you know all the stuff that they've done and everything um, but I mean I would I would absolutely prefer uh, to be more involved with the abandoned church obviously so um, but yeah I mean just been exploring for three or four years and I've met a lot of cool people through it and it's just been uh, it's been fun it's been fun had some wild rides and seen some cool things and gone to some cool places so it's uh it's a big passion for sure oh yeah definitely and can you take me into your very first exploration that made you like catch the bug and you were just like i gotta keep doing this like this is a thing <laughs> yes 100 percent. um so there was uh this old slaughterhouse um it's called thorn apple valley it's uh it's like literally just this big open building of pillars. And uh, my youth pastor at the time was just getting into photography. And he was like, Hey, you know, let's, uh, let's go out and just take some photos. And uh, you can just kind of come along with me. And I was like, all right, sure. And as we went past south of eight mile, you know, shout out to Eminem. Yeah, <laughs> but let's go. <laughs> we, we went south of eight mile. And I was like, where the heck are we going, dude? And uh, he's like, Oh, we're just going downtown. And my dad had always kind of painted like a pretty rough um, painting of, you know, like what Detroit was. Cause it, I mean, you know, let's just be honest. Detroit's got a pretty bad rap for a lot of things. Um, so I was kind of sketched out and we pulled up to, I, I thought when he said downtown, we were just going to go, you know, to like the Rensen or just get some city shots. 
but we pull up to this old abandoned slaughterhouse and he's like all right man let's go and i was like no <laughs> i was like there's no way you're getting me in there right now um he's like well i mean if you don't want to go in you can sit in the car and i was like uh nope not doing that either so we went in and i had i, I didn't even have a camera at the time i just was like trying to make the best with my crummy little phone and um we just walked in and i was like oh man like this is crazy it just there was like so many like it's it's like the the energy kind of hits you and you it's like you're stepping into history right so i started thinking to myself like you know what was this place like when it was running what were the people like you know, how much was their paycheck back in the day? Because, um, you know, money fluctuated severely throughout the years and how much pay would go. You know, who who owned the building? Um, and just like there wasn't anything there. It literally was just an empty shell. But you could kind of just begin to picture, you know, like what it was kind of like. And then on top of that, you know, Detroit's really well known for its um, graffiti. We got a lot of just dope graffiti artists here and a lot of them had hit this building so the color in it even though it was just gray pillars and gray ground it just popped with all this graffiti color and i was like i was watching him photograph things and and you know he was kind of showing me the shots that he took and i was like dude i i want to do this so bad um so i ended up buying this uh like this uh i think it was an sl1 a canon sl1 with like a little lens just a 50 mil and uh i went back to this spot with a buddy of mine and i started taking pictures of what i could with that kind of millimeter range Mm -hmm. and just was looking through and i was like okay i need to go to every single abandoned place that i possibly can as often as i can (laughs) um so it just after that it kind of just took off you know i i met some good people and made some good connections and we started going to places and started getting a little riskier and uh it's brought me to where i'm at now and yeah and so that was definitely like the highlight the first experience um and then the floor the floor ended up caving in in there so that was insane and then we like there was this rickety like ladder that someone had nailed together two pieces (laughs) that went up to the roof (laughs) it was like It was the sketchiest thing in the world, but you get up there and then I think the second time I went up there, I was on the roof and this cop pulls up and he pulls over and he looks right up at me on the roof and I I didn't know the rules. So I was like, anybody can be in here, you know? So I'm just standing on the roof and I just wave at him and he rolls his window down, pokes his head out, pulls his shades down a little bit, waves at me and just takes off. And I was like, sweet. Shut up. No way. (laughs) So, um... But yeah, that was that's definitely the the first the first place. That's where I, you know, caught the addiction. And yeah, you know, it's it's been it's just that's that's it. That's it's history after that. Yo, that's hilarious! What a fucking crazy interaction with a cop. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the, no, that never happened. Like that never happens. You realize? Mm-hmm. Like that's not a thing. Like I've heard one other story on this show where they uh it was like a group of people and they were exploring i think it was like an old greenhouse or something and the cops show up and the cops ended up like giving them a tour of the place they were like here check this out and look at this and i'm like (laughs) this does not happen like who are these people that you're running into like what yeah so i've I've got a buddy who is a police officer actually and um so you know we've we've 
I've talked to him about spots, you know, and, and how many calls they get. And he's like, he's like, dude, it's Detroit. Like that's the last thing they're worried about right now. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I've come to realize that, you know, in cities, like I, I was just in Alabama, like in a city in Alabama, uh, exploring a giant abandoned hospital. And this was like two days ago. And like there, there's like fences kind of outside, but the main entrance like the door there's no door there's no boarding there's no fence that literally we just like walked right in and i was yep. like is this actually happening right now like what mm-hmm. what the fuck and this cop like <laughs> we get we get up to like the ninth floor of this place you know and there's usually like in a building there's a wall or a window at the end of the hallway you know and there was nothing it was just a drop off the side of the building so this was my girlfriend's first exploration, right? I brought her yep. into a massive abandoned hospital. I was like, here you go. This is what I do, you know? <laughs> so her first explore was this like just gigantic mega hospital. And uh, she gets over to like the wall where there is no wall, right? And she sees a cop like slow rolling down the street. And she's like, uh, what, what do we do? And I was like, we should probably like leap you know right now (laughs) before before you know like cops not going to go in the abandoned building like that's not a thing you know it's a very rare occurrence for them to be like i'm gonna go risk my life to see if there's like some asshole in this abandoned place you know they don't really do that Mm -hmm. but you know we see them and we immediately like oh we got a jet like we got to get out of here but for you you were talking about like you started doing more risky things like what has been your riskiest or your most dangerous exploration oh man okay yeah so I, I was, I was kind of hoping that I'd get to share this one. Cause I usually keep this on the, on the DL, but let's go. Uh, this is, this is a, this is a fun one. So there was this big hotel, um, that I saw people posting. It was, it was just a couple shots. And, uh, I was like, man, I really want this, but it, it looked too clean to be abandoned. I was kind of like, okay. maybe this is just closed, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we hadn't seen anybody use it at least for a year online, but it still had like, you could still call in to check in a room. So I was like, I was like, okay, this is kind of risky business, but you know, let's just, let's just give it a shot. So we go there and uh, the doors open, you know, like you someone just kind of stuck a ladder, like right in the rotating door. So, but if you rotated it the other way, you could completely dodge that. So it was a horrible security system, but I went there the first time was sketched out, kind of left quick, right? So we go back a second time and I'm like, all right, you know, let's let's stay in here for a little bit. And I had some buddies that came in out of state and we were in there for a good hour and a half, like no problem shooting everything we could. And I was like, this is, this is so cool. You know, like this whole spot is so clean, no graffiti, nothing. Um, so a couple of my friends, after I had come back, they were like, hey man, you know, can you, can you take us to that hotel? And I kind of get that often. I'm like somewhat of a tour guide, I guess. And I don't claim to be the best in no way, but you know, I've, I've, I've made my way around to some spots. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's just give it a shot. So we go over there. It's like eight 30 in the morning and uh, we pull up and we go in and I was like, all right, you know, let's just stay away from these really big windows. Cause there was these massive windows in the section where the pool was. And you could easily see us in there from the parking. And I was like, let's stay away from that. Well, maybe within 15 minutes, I see this car circling the hotel outside. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I think someone is, you know, they know that we're in here. So I'm, I'm like hunkered down 
and I'm looking to make sure that it's not a police officer and I don't see any tag on the name. Um, there's no, there's like nothing on the car that's identifying is it a that it's a cop. So I'm like, okay, you know, let's just, let's just wait until he goes around and then we'll kind of make our way out. Right. Um, but because we had been approached by locals in Detroit for like really weird people, it's kind of like you have that little sketch factor on you. Mm -hmm. And usually I don't run, but for some reason I just, we ran this time. So we took off and unbeknownst to me, this guy sped up around the back of the hotel so he could come back around just in case we booked it. And we ran at the exact same time he did that. So we're rushing through this like office space across the street and we're trying to lose him and he's not being shaken at all. And I was like, what the heck? So we finally get in my car, kind of lost him a second. He ends up getting behind us and I'm I'm kind of panicked at this point. So like we're booking it through stop signs and red lights and just like <laughs> going through everything. And he's not shaking. And I was like, what? There's no way this guy is just a local person trying to to keep us from, you know, like being in this hotel. So finally, I just was like, let's just give up. I mean, let's just see what he wants. And we pulled over and he rolled his window down. He's like, you might as well just stop. I'm an off-duty police officer. And I was like, oh Fuck. my gosh. So... I pulled over and I'm sitting on the, uh, like my buddy is hyperventilating. Like he's about to pass out <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go. And I was like, calm down, calm down. Like we gotta, we gotta play this cool. So I just said, listen, we're going to work. This is the story. Cause we didn't, we didn't look like we were, you know, bando hunting. We just kind of like looked <laughs> like we were just going to take some portraits. Right. So I was like, this is the story. A buddy of ours came out of New York hit the hotel, said it was a cool place to take some portraits. We're going to take some portraits. And we just, we do this in Detroit. We got spooked because we didn't see that it was a, that it was a cop car. And we thought it was a local who was going to cause us harm. So we ran and they were like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, listen, I, I can keep a level head. So I'll do the talking. So I go out and I'm like, Hey, can my friend sit on the curb? Like he's freaking out. And I think he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and he's like, do we need to call an ambulance? I was like, no, no, it's fine. Just He just needs to get some fresh air. So he's like, yeah, that's fine. He's like, just to let you know, I read your license plate pretty much right in the beginning. You know, call the cops already. They're on the way. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, listen, if if I would have known that you were a police officer, I would have not ran. I was like, we, we do this in Detroit. We've been approached by some, you know, crazy people. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, just, just go ahead and sit down. And I was like, okay. So unbeknownst to us, uh, when these cops pulled up, the guy was an off-duty officer. He was there at that time to meet with the owner of the hotel to increase security measures. Shut up. And we just, we pulled up <laughs> at the worst time ever. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I, you know, I saw you through those windows. And I was like, of course you did. Of course you did. Hence why I said, don't be there, but you know, whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah. So the other two cops pulled in and they were like, you know, what were you doing in there? And I was like, you know, we were just taking some portraits. It, it, we, a friend of mine said they had a cool little bar section. So it'd be cool to get some portraits. And uh, we were just sitting down to shoot and we got spooked and he's like, all right, well, uh, can we see the photos? And I was like, yeah, I guess. So my buddy grabbed his camera, showed him the photos that he had taken. While he was doing that, I was deleting the ones off my Instagram because I had my name on Smart. it at the time. So just in case they looked me up, I didn't want them seeing that I had been in there already. Yeah. So I'm deleting those while they're doing that. And uh, 
they just were like, hey, you know, stay out of abandoned buildings. You could get stabbed by a heroin needle or something. And I was like, tight. I was like, I was like okay, yeah, for sure. And he's like, so just, you know, don't go back to that hotel, but we'll let you go. And I was like, what the heck? Wow. And I, like, I, there were so many stop signs and so many red lights I went through in front of this cop. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> there's no way we should have walked away with that. And for the whole day, we were just like, how are we not in jail right now? Yeah, yeah. Like, for there's real. no way. Um, but it turns out that, like, some other people had been coming in there and kind of busting things up and stealing the alcohol bottles they had left in there uh. and messing with the piano. And the owner was getting pissed. So he's like, sure. you know, let's just figure out how to fix this. And we just happened to go the day of that meeting. And I was like, this Yo. is ridiculous. But that's definitely one of my, um, probably my craziest story. And for a couple of people were trying to go there after. And I was telling them that. And they didn't believe me. They were like, no, you're just trying to keep people out. I was like, I'm not a gatekeeper, man. Like, I don't want you getting screwed over here. So it's just not worth it. Um, but wow. yeah. Yeah, that Yo. was crazy. I love it. That That's like a huge reason I do this podcast because, you know, we see these photos and we're like, dang, that's a dope ass place. Like, but like, what, mm -hmm. how did you get that photo? You know, like, who are you? Who are these photographers on Instagram? Like, I need to know the stories. So like, yep. that's where the podcast really came from. And like, so thank you for diving into that. I know you said you like to keep that story on the low key, but I mean, like, it's dope to hear stuff like that, like getting away with it, you know, like it's always such a, you have that like adrenaline afterwards and you're like, we're fucking invincible, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and, and that's, you know, I, we, he told us, he was like, look, just stay out of places. And we were like, yeah, we will. And then like three days later, who wants, <laughs> <laughs> wants to go out shoot more stuff? Absolutely. So it's, yeah. But it, it makes it my, my buddy put it perfectly. He said um, he said the photos are always, you know, awesome. But just like you said, it's the story that makes it worthwhile. It's the memory yeah. that you have attached to it. Um, so we all talk about that from time to time. Uh, he one of my friend, one of my friends involved, he moved over to Mexico. Um, so he's, you know, out there living and he he still sends us messages. And he's like, remember that time that we should have been in jail, but we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like every every year on the anniversary, he's gonna start sending you like photos and shit, and be like, right, "Hey, pretty much. you guys remember this? <laughs> it's so good! Oh my god! Uh, do you have any urban exploration injury stories?" Um, yeah, actually, um, I took a brick to the head, uh, getting into sorry, a what? One more I time? Took a, I took a brick to the head, <laughs> um, and I also pulled my neck pretty hard helping a friend out of a church. Um, so I'll I'll tell you those two. It's kind of funny. Yes. So there's a uh, there's this one church here um, where the door kind of comes open from time to time, but we had started. Me and my friend had had tried to kind of scope this one out before you saw a lot of posts on Instagram. It was kind of still like people weren't really going for it because it was kind of hard to get into. Because if the door wasn't shut, what you had to do is you had to move some boards away from this hole in this just hole in the brick wall in the basement foundation. And then you had to move these metal bars away, which is noisy, obviously mind you, the visual, the visual point of seeing you get into this hole is on the highway. So people are obviously going to see you're going in and right next door is like this rehab hotel where like a bunch of people who are like being rehabilitated are just walking around staring at you. <laughs> so we're just like, all right, so we we go there at like five thirty in the morning. It's raining, and I was just like, "This this sucks." It was cold. Um, and if you're not familiar with a Michigan winter, 
it's, it's it, the it, worst. It, just, it just sucks it sucks yes so it's raining it's cold uh it's 5 30 we're trying to climb in here and um i i go in and i had to you drop down into this eight foot basement right so like you can't see anything and there's a bunch of shrubbery at the bottom that we ended up landing in so like we i don't know why that was there but <laughs> i got in finally and then my friend was coming down and when she reached to grab this like part of the foundation to hold herself up i'm looking down to see if there's anything on the floor she pushes a brick off the foundation and the corner of it literally just sharp pains me in the scalp and i'm trying my i'm trying so hard not to scream because it hurts so bad but you can't so she's up there trying to get down going and i'm like i'm trying so hard (laughs) but definitely that one was that one was worth it um like we got a shot in there and then after uh, a door opened up i went back there and got some shots and it was like a year later so you could definitely see like the the um like the increase in knowledge of using the camera but that brick freaking hurt and then same person different church um same situation we had to crawl like this place had been boarded up for god knows how long and uh, it's, 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 it's quite a famous church around here. And um, we had to crawl through this window well. Someone had yanked up like this steel fencing that covered the window. So you had to like slink through there and then another drop into a basement that was just muddy and mucky. So we go in there. Um, unbeknownst to us, there were uh, at the time there were silent alarms. So we pretty much, we probably tripped something in there at some point. And I heard sirens and she heard sirens. We were like, all right, we should probably get out of here. So we go back down the stairs and she had to get up onto my back to get up to the window. So I had to like hoist her up. And when she went to step forward, she stepped on my head and pushed (laughs) my neck down. But I didn't, I didn't want her to fall. So I'm straining my neck, trying to hold her up with my head. (laughs) <laughs> to get her up to this window i ended up pulling a neck muscle for like a week i couldn't turn oh. my neck um so but she didn't know that so she finally got out and then she was able to hoist me out but uh yeah i i couldn't move my neck very well for for a good week after that one it was it was pretty rough but i mean you know like falling through a floor or, you know any kind of really really rough injuries not not aside from just the brick and then the neck crack pretty much <laughs> I mean, a brick to the head. That's that sounds like a pretty bad time to me. I don't want to experience anything like that. It sounds horrible. It, it sucked. And you know what? You know what sucked even worse about that is like I was so freaked out because I didn't know about this place and we didn't know about this place that I took that brick for the crummiest cell phone shot ever. <laughs> it, it was like it wasn't even really worth it at that point. But then oh, you know, when, when it when it opened back up, then it was totally worth it because we just went in there. Sure. But, um, but yeah, I mean, hey. Still has that memory attached to it, and that was, it, it was worth it in my opinion. That's it for for somewhat, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what about your scariest exploration? Oh, my scariest. Um, so I definitely the the, the cop thing that definitely was was freaky. Um, mm-hmm. but I had a run in with a pretty big dog <laughs> that scared the crap out of me. Um. I, there was a there was a, a place that used to be here called the Cadillac Stamping Plant, 
Um, some yep. people knew it as the Ivan Dover spike plant or Connor stamping plant, but it got demoed, I think a year ago or so. Um, and it was one of those, like, if someone asked me if they wanted to go, I'd take them to as like their first spot because it was super chill, you know? Um, so I had been there about like 12 or 13 times and I kind of walked in, like I had owned the place and I started to get comfortable and cocky. And I guess this is just the, the way of the game to show you to not get comfortable in spots. Um, but I was going down this staircase, just talking like, you know, no, like nobody's business and out of nowhere comes this big white dog and it is pissed and it's snarling and barking at me and I'm cornered by a staircase, right? And I had two friends behind me. I turned around and my friends were gone. They, they just booked it back <laughs> up and left me. And I'm like, are you kidding? So this dog was super mad. And, you know, I've, I've heard stories of like scrappers dogs going after people or, mm. you know, like rabid dogs, you know, just like biting and people getting infected by it. So I was, I was panicked and I was like, okay, do I like turn around and try to book it up the staircase and have him chase me or do I try to just like calm him down? So I chose to just like slink up the stairs slowly, made it back up. I went up, I had to go up, I think back three floors to the roof. And then there was this like slanted, like door cover above where you could walk onto the roof. My friends uh-huh. ran all the way up back to the roof and then went back up onto the slanted thing. <laughs> so they, so they wouldn't get caught by this dog. And I walked back up and I found him and I was like, you two, just left me to die. <laughs> like, how, <laughs> how could you? So we, we had to, uh, we had to go back down the staircase. It was the only staircase we could take down from the roof because we went up the wrong side. So we're pretty much hugging the wall, trying to make the least amount of noise that we could to avoid stirring this dog again. And finally, uh, we made it down after like 15, 20 minutes of just roasting on the roof in the sun we finally made it back down, but uh, yeah, my my adrenaline was pumping hard that entire time. And then uh, I told a friend of mine about it, and he ended up going to the freaking place and feeding the dog hot dogs. And I was like, are you kidding me? Shut up. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He literally had a video of him dropping hot dogs off this ledge. The dog's barking and snarling. He's just like, just here, eat. <laughs> I was like, you're, you're ridiculous, dude. But yeah, that's definitely wow. definitely one of them. Yeah, that place is so notorious. My last guest, Mr. P Explores, actually brought that place up. Like literally, ju- I just finished recording with him before I jumped into this session with you, and he oh, talked cool. about the Cadillac stamping plant. Like it's so well known, so yeah. well known. Yeah, I, I, I know him too. He's he's got some really good work, really good stuff. Um, he makes his way to Detroit quite often, and uh, and gets some gets some like angles of photos of places that you wouldn't really consider much. He, right. he knows how to he knows how to make like just random corners and graffiti pieces like look like art. So, yeah, oh, he's yeah. a good guy. Definitely, definitely. And uh, what do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places now? Um, just wanting to explore more. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, For sure. For sure. <laughs> um, I actually so I do um, like occupation wise. I work with a construction company around here um, that fixes up abandoned homes um, and makes. No way. Bit- yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I work in, in the city and, um, people will, um, you know, at the, like they'll pick up homes for cheap, uh, in, in some, you know, rougher neighborhoods and then they'll call us and we go in there and we just rehab them pretty much. Um, wow. and my, uh, my, my, my boss, uh, was looking for a social media manager and a photographer and a delivery guy at the time. 
And I was like, I can do all three of those. So I literally started taking photos of abandoned homes for my job. Dude, you found a loophole. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, So I would do that. And then on the deliveries, when I was taking items to people's houses, I'd drive by, I'd drive by, you know, spots. And I'm just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta add that to my list to see if I can come back to and hit. Um, And then, you know, just with the social media management, I was able to just learn, you know, better tricks and stuff on, you know, promoting work and promoting your stuff. Um, So it kind of like, it kind of ties in, honestly. So I'm, I'm pretty much always thinking about like, you know, abandoned places and, and spots. Um, there's actually a church uh, that was abandoned for a little while. Uh, the only pictures that I've seen of it personally were from Detroit Unseen. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, man, he's he's just like the OG down here. But uh, we ended up actually turning that church into a cafe. My, my job did. Wow. So we, we rehabbed it into a cafe, kept the stained glass in there. The organ pipes are still there. Um, and you, you get to kind of like on the ceiling, there's still some of the, like some of the chipping and the decay. We kind of like cleaned that up, but still left it there for the character. And um, the owners are really cool and uh, they, they like it. It's called the congregation Detroit. Um, so if you're if you ever have like a downtime where you're looking for a dope cafe to get some good food, that's off. That's off. Like that's definitely the, like the best spot in my opinion. Um, plus, it's an abandoned church in the beginning, so you just get the best of both worlds. Oh uh, man, um, that's so cool. Yeah, I love aside, seeing like the the rehab stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, but aside from that, uh, the other stuff that I like to do is I actually am a magician. I do sleight of hand and all kinds of different stuff. And then uh, I'm still involved in ministry at my church with uh, I do youth ministry. Um, so yeah, I jack of all trades, master of none. Amazing, amazing. We've <laughs> actually had a Detroit unseen on the podcast. His story is crazy. Urban exploring saved his life. Like he was, ah. you know, addicted to drugs at one point and was doing drugs in the abandoned places, and then fell in love with the abandoned places, and it literally brought him like into recovery. Yes, amazing yeah. story. He is he is incredible. Um, just definitely one of my heroes. I, I give the hugest shout out to him, to anybody I talk to just because like, he's got so much good stuff and he's such a humble guy. Um, uh, I don't know if you've seen the documentary that he put together with abandoned Mm -hmm. central. I've, I've watched that about seven times. (laughs) It's it's just like, it just never gets old, but yeah, he's, he's awesome. And that's, that's so sick. You got him on the show. I didn't, I didn't see that. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back and, and, and listen to that for sure. Yeah. Definitely dive into that one. He goes into his full story and it's, it's amazing to hear honestly, like where he came from and where he is now and how, how much he really loves the abandonment and, and urban exploring. Like it truly saved him. And I think that, you know, this, it, it, it goes to show that this is more than just a hobby. Like this is really an outlet for a lot of people and oh, yeah. it gives us a place to escape. And can you talk about personally, like the mentality of an urban explorer? Like, why do you keep doing this? What What do you get out of it mentally? Yeah, there's um, I think there's there's two things. Um, one, personally, for me, um, it, it kind of ties in with my faith. Um, but uh, I, I, I believe, you know, obviously, like we live we live in a world that's that's pretty, pretty broken and pretty messed up. And there's a lot of a lot of things that go on, a lot of people that struggle with a lot of things. And, you know, a lot of our problems kind of create this sense of brokenness or, you know, dilapidation for another word. Um, And when I this this is when I when I went into my first abandoned church, um, it just was it was just crazy to kind of see like see it in that state. But 
personally for, for my faith, it's kind of like, that's how God finds people, right? Like people are broken. They have, they have a lot of things that have, that have hurt them in life that they're struggling with. And God wants to rehabilitate that. Right. So it's, it's kind of like, I, I almost put myself in the image of this abandoned church. Like Mm. There was one point in time where my structure was was broken, where there was a lot of things that I was struggling with. And, and personally, for me, I found a God that rebuilt it and brought it back to functioning working order. Um, so there's a there's a there's a personal touch with with that. But the second reason why I do this is I've always been a history junkie and um, I've always enjoyed just like old uh, photos of people and old photos of places and just going back in time, um, exploring how different life was back then. And, uh, I, I think of the same thing every time I go into a place, it's like, what kind of people were here, right? What, what, if, if the walls could talk, what history would they share with me? And I think it's just so cool that we get to go into these places and document history in a way that a lot of people are afraid to do like yeah you know we we see the urbex scene as as it, it seems like it's pretty big but if you compare it to all the people that would never step foot in an abandoned building it's pretty small um so it's like it's it's a it's a sense of adventure it's a sense of adrenaline it's a sense of historical documentation um but also uh the the people that you meet along the way um, that you, it's almost like you fuel each other, you know, like mm-hmm. I've, I've met so many close friends that I talk to on a daily basis through this, um, that I never knew I really needed, you know, like they came in at the right time and, uh, the relationships are just so strong and so good. And every single person views these places. You could have four photographers in the same place and they see different things. So you get to see people's individuality and and the way that they see life and the way that they see things. And it's just like, there's so much you learn. Um, so for a person who just likes to learn uh, as much as he can, it, that's, that's a huge thing. And it, it just, it's, a, it's just a passion. It's, it's not, people think it's like, oh, it's just a hobby. Like, okay, you like doing this in your downtime and you're like, no, you don't understand. Like if I go two weeks without being in some kind of broken building, I start to get restless. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, <clears throat> it's just it's it's a it's a passion and um, it's uh, it's just so cool that like, you know, we get to do this, you know, like it's yeah. it's kind of hard to explain. I've just I've stood in so many places and I'm just like, this is what I do. And this is so yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, definitely. Definitely for me, those those two things have a huge play in why I do this still. Yeah, for sure. I remember the first time I went into an abandoned church and, you know, I looked around at the stained glass and there were Bibles left on the floor. All the pews were still there. The piano was there. And, you know, I just looked at my friend and I was like, why did they leave? Like, why did they abandon the church? Like, that's that's like the craziest abandoned place to me for some reason is like, why? Why did you leave like the house of God? You know what I mean? Like, where did you go? Like, what happened? You know, and like, I always want to like find somebody that ran the church and just ask them like what what happened to this place like you know and and most of the churches all the churches i've been into have been torn down unfortunately mm-hmm. you know i get emails on a daily basis like where's the spot at like i want to <laughs> film a movie here and i'm like it's gone yo like you missed your chance by like four years bro mm-hmm. like yep, it's I've been gone there. but 
but yeah, I mean, it's, there's something so special about abandoned churches and, and, and I think abandoned churches and asylums for me are my favorite places to explore. I just think that there's something so just extra magical about those places. One, the church, just because like it baffles me why people would leave and asylums because they have such a dark history in this, this world, you know, like yeah. the, the horror, horror stories behind abandoned asylums are just rampant, you know, it, oh, that yeah. and like, like boys prisons, like kids prisons, like the shit that happened at those places, always, always dark, you know? And that's a huge reason we got rid of like asylums in this country was because of all the horrible things and experimentation and just, just horrid things that people did to each other. But the fact that we get to step foot and walk in those places and, you know, capture where they are now just kind of goes to show like we kind of leave our messes behind like as as a a society as a civilization like humans we just leave trash behind but some of us find beauty in that trash (laughs) yeah no that that's a really good way to look at it um you know and i've i've asked a lot of a lot of people who don't explore you know because i i like to share my photos with people that i talk to you know just at my church or whatever and uh they've always kind of said that it's so crazy to see a church, which was a place that was meant for healing and repair to be abandoned and fall into disrepair. And, um, you know, a lot of the churches in, uh, Detroit, there were, there were, you know, congregations that would, they would move, um, from one building to another building or as the city declined, you know, so many people had to leave the city. It's, it's interesting. I don't know if you know, like much about Detroit's history, but, the auto ind- industry, which which made it boom, was mm-hmm. actually its downfall because once right. they started bulldozing suburbs to make, uh, you know, make way for for highways, it forced a lot of people who could afford to move out of the city out. And a lot of these people were people who were going to these churches because when the city boomed with all the car purchases, they needed to make churches for every different uh, ethnicity and heritage that was coming into the city at such a rapid rate. So, you know, it, it's, it's just mind blowing to see that, you know, this, you have, you have so many churches, um, especially around here where once they were just filled with congregations that there, there are images of them, you know, praying at altars and, and people just weeping and crying because they're experiencing just, you know, healing and, and community. And then you see pictures of them now and they're covered in VPS panels and, the mm-hmm. basements are flooded and you know, it's, 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 it's nuts. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm right there with you too, by the way. Uh, I love churches. I've only been to like a select few asylums, so I can't really say that asylums are my favorite, but churches and funeral homes. I, I love those are, those are my two favorite ones for sure. Yeah. See, I've never done a funeral home, so I don't, I don't know. That oh, experience, you, but I got you it. I got to <laughs> you have to it's uh it is so eerie <laughs> oh yeah i mean yeah. dead people yeah that's eerie as hell <laughs> like, mm-hmm. of course <laughs> especially when they leave like the, there's like a ton of casket displays and stuff sure. in there too or the mortuary table or the preparation tables you know it's it's just like it, it's wild you know and i've seen people who will they'll do like modeling and they're laying on those things and i'm like nope <laughs> there's still fluid on there or something yeah. that's so gross. but i mean oh. hey see, you know some people are just more ballsy but that, but yeah, yeah. you, you got to hit one for sure. Like oh, that definitely. is, that's got to be on your must on your must list. Oh yeah. Um, and if you could live in one abandoned place you've explored for an entire week, which oh. place would it be? <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. 
That's that's a hard one. That's a hard one because there's so there is. I guess there's I'll, I'll there's there's two I could consider. One one I'll name drop. Um, it's a pretty common one here, but there's a school called Kettering, uh, Kettering High School. There is the auditorium in there is in great shape, it, like fantastic shape. All the seats are still perfectly neat. Um, there's so much space, and for some reason, there's like a there's a serenity to it. It's like mm. it's a very peaceful auditorium, um, and uh, a, a lot of people that I've talked to who have hit this school, um, pretty much say the same thing. There's just something about this one that has a um, a piece to it. But uh, there's there's this one church here uh, that I I can't give away. Um, but it is it's 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 almost untouched. There's the only decay in there is natural decay. Wow. And all of the stained glass is still in there. It hasn't been busted out. No one's no one's thrown rocks through it or broken anything. There's no tags inside the church at all. Um, it, it's kind of weird, like now that I think about it, because the majority of spots in Detroit, this is this is kind of how it happens. One person blows it up. Yeah. Someone yeah. finds it, shares it with everybody. Everybody rushes to it, and then within a couple weeks, it's just destroyed. That's that's usually the culture, for some reason, in a lot of places. But I know a lot of people who have been to this church, and for some reason, no one's done anything. They just leave it alone. It's like there's like this. It's like there's an unwritten respect rule for this church. Um, but I would definitely I'd camp out there in a heartbeat. It's beautiful. <laughs> Everything is still intact. All the pews are still in there. Um, it, there's barely any any decay. It's just like some some natural chipping off the wall of some paint. Uh, stained glass is still in there. The chair that the priest would sit in is still in there. Wow. Statues of Jesus and him on a, on a wooden crucifix is still in there. Um, the podium, uh, like the doors that it, it looks like Louis Vuitton made these doors. I'll, I'll, I'll give that hint, <laughs> <laughs> but they're so well made. They have this giant, um, it, I think it's a holy water chalice, I think, or like something where it would pump holy water from or water from, but it's, that's still there. Uh, the basement is clean, which is really rare. Um, yeah, I would definitely camp out in that one. That would be awesome. <laughs> wow. Amazing. God, I love hearing about the the clean spots that are like more respected because I think that's a huge thing that is uh, kind of with the rise of this new, I don't want to say new wave, but like the fad urban explorers that are like doing it because like TikTok clout or like, yeah. you know, we're bored during COVID, whatever. And they were like, we should just get into this for now because like we could give a bunch of views, whatever. And they're not really in it for the right reasons. I think that right. that's a huge reason that a lot of these buildings are getting, you know, destroyed and, you know, people are destroying things in these buildings for a TikTok video. Like, what are you, stop it. Like, don't do that. <laughs> that's not why we do this, you know? Exactly. And, you know, uh, what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? Um, I mean, I, I really hope that preservation starts to take over a lot of people's mentalities in this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I really stick uh, true to the take nothing but photos and leave nothing but footprints motto of this thing, just because, uh, you know, some people will just make excuses and say, oh, it's not your building. You shouldn't care anyway. It's an abandoned building anyway. But, you know, 
like people do care uh, and 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 we want to preserve these places so that when people do find them, we don't want them walking into absolute trash, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I hope that people will start to learn to respect these spots um, and will uh, really just take into consideration, you know, like how can I put my best foot forward to, to keep these places here and, you know, let them be clean for another person who happens to find it and, and comes to enjoy it. Um, you know, like if you go into any of the schools in Detroit, pretty much, I, I, I'd say like 90% of them are scrapped to the bone. They're, they're absolutely destroyed. Uh, just tags and, and broken glass and pieces everywhere. Um, and I'm not blaming that on just urban explorers, you know, but of uh, course. I, I do think that like if we had a better mentality of preserving these places and, and doing our part to keep them in nice shape while we're in there. I think that would have uh, a big effect. Um, and that's kind of what I like. I line myself up with people that I shoot with who have that kind of same mentality. I don't, I don't know if you knew, um, but I'm uh, one of the members of Ruin Road. I don't know if you know oh, about uh, them. No. Um, but we've got our own YouTube channel and everything. And uh, we're like a four man group and we're all about preservation and just trying to document places to, uh, you know, have people enjoy them and seeing them and, and uh, I guess keep the passion kind of growing, you know? Yeah, um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, going back to the the preservation and you know what you do with abandoned houses, I should link you up with after the final curtain. He uh, explores abandoned theaters around the country, and he oh, helps them to get uh, revamped and turned into other things, and kind of restore them. So that's like his whole thing is documenting the the before and after of these places uh, from decay to restoration. It's super cool. And I've had him on the show as well. I would recommend you check out that episode as well to hear more of his story and what he does. But I think you guys could do some amazing things together, you know, in the future of restoring some of these places. And I I love to link up people that are like-minded in that facet. So definitely would recommend that episode and and I'll uh, link you up with him as well on Instagram after this. But um, definitely, definitely have a chat with him. He's super, super cool. Um, so do you have any bucket list places, like goal places you're dying to explore? Yes. Um, I really, really, really want to get a castle at some point. Um, I'd love to go overseas to, you know, Belgium or Germany or whatever, and, uh, just get, get some kind of, of castle spot. Uh, even if it's like a castle, a castle-ish looking church, Mm -hmm. uh, just, just something like there's something about their, like the, the way they keep their spots in check and they keep them nice. They, they have like a different mentality of things, you know? Yeah. Um, but I definitely want to go overseas, uh, try to shoot pretty much anything over there. Um, there is a church in New York. Uh, it's, I don't want to say it's super well known, but it's a church that I'll, I'll give you this hint. It's a church that has the stained glass is two domes kind of, mm. And there's a flaming cross in the middle of it. And the seats are all red velvet and it looks like a theater. I want that one so bad. <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen so many pictures of it and uh, I'm, I'm, we're trying to me and the, in the ruin road boys are trying to make a uh, couple trips this year. Um, one of them is going to be out to New York, hopefully. So Amazing. I definitely want to hit that spot really bad. Um, and then let me see, is there any, is there anyone actually there's, well, I I guess, I guess there's a spot down here that I want to hit too. It's called, we call it the LimeWire school. 
Uh, okay. It, it's pretty hard to hit. It's really watched. Um, and a lot of people who I know that have gotten into it have been chased out by locals pretty gosh darn quickly. So I definitely would love to try to make my way in there. But every single time I go over there, it just, it eludes me. <laughs> but I will, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep trying, keep trying. Yeah, absolutely. So last question for you is what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring? Oh, um, aside from don't run, because <laughs> you just look super suspicious. Yeah. Um, I guess, I, I guess it would be, uh, don't get comfortable. You know, like these places are always changing and you never know what you're going to run into on a revisit. Uh, and I've, I've heard a lot of many, many worse horror stories that I've ever experienced in abandoned places before. Um, and that kind of woke me up to like, Hey, you know, even if you've been to the same spot from time to time, don't get comfortable. It's it, you, you never know how it's going to change. Uh, so definitely knowing that, um, from where I started to where I know now, uh, it, it's definitely altered the way I explore, but it's made my, I guess like the mission of hitting a certain spot a little more precise and accurate you know like we're not in there to just go in there and chill and goof off and break stuff and be loud we're in there to get shots go home and look back and be like yes i got that i've been gunning for that place for god knows how long and i finally got it um so that's a that's a big thing for me but uh yeah i, th I think that would be probably the biggest one definitely so if people want to keep following your journey into abandonment where can they find you online? Drop all your social media that you yeah. want people to know about. They can find me um, on Instagram at uh, it's the dot trespaster. Um, so they can they can find me there. Um, they can also check out some of the stuff that I do with my team um, at uh, Ruin at Ruin Road. Um, we're on YouTube, and Ruin Road is also on Instagram. Um, the guys that I'm with on that group are just super awesome dudes. Um, and they put out a lot of great content too. And then, uh, I also have a small group, uh, that I have on Facebook with three of my Detroit local friends that we call the goon squad. That's, uh, <laughs> based off of welcome to Detroit by Eminem. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, we have that one. And, uh, those are a couple of, of buddies that are local to Detroit, um, with me as well. But, uh, yeah, those would be the three, the three main sources would be the two Instagram channels and that Facebook channel. So, yep. That was the trespasser. Go check him out on Instagram. Go check out Ruin Road. Go check out the Goon Squad. All of his links are down in the description for you guys, as usual. Thank you so much for listening to No Tracers again this week. I am currently in Europe. If you're listening to this podcast, it means that I am in Europe right now with my band Matriarchs. Hopefully I'm in an abandoned building as you're listening to this. Hopefully you are exploring an abandoned building or on your way to exploring an abandoned building while listening to this podcast. I love to know where you guys listen. I get a lot of DMs that are like, yo, I'm on my way to Abando listening to your podcast right now. Like those are my favorite favorite DMs to get. Like, I love that stuff. So thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating and feedback on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow in the society and culture section of Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are smashing through numbers right now. Like, thank you guys for sharing the podcast with your friends. It It's growing so big and I'm so very grateful for it. 
thank you thank you thank you if you want to support the podcast like i said at the beginning of the show there's a ton of ways to do so like with death mountain water or you can get some merch you can get a copy of my new book which is an urban exploring guidebook uh thank you for listening i will talk to you next week if you want to come on the show hit me up at no.tracers and if you have a story you want to share that you don't necessarily want to share like on the show as a guest uh, even anonymously um, you can email me at contact at no tracers.com. You can also email me with guest recommendations, people you would like to hear on the show until next Friday. My name's Kay. I'm known as no tracers. Follow me on all social media at no tracers, no tracers urbex on YouTube. And I'll talk to you guys very soon. Stay strong. Keep enduring. Go out, go explore something. And remember, remember, leave no trace. Trace.